Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Um, if you like our show, would you please rate us on Apple Podcasts? We would sure appreciate it. It helps other people find the show, and then when they find it, it helps them think it's going to be good, and then they listen to it and realize it is good. So if you want other people to listen to a good show, go on to Apple Podcasts and give us that sweet, sweet five-star review. Let us know what you like about the show so we can do more of it. Um, what's that? I feel like they used to say this at uh, like um, uh, fast food restaurants. If you like it, tell others. If you don't, tell us. <laughs> so, you know, if you have any criticism, just email us directly and oh uh, we can I, see what we can do. I really like that. I like that a lot. Um, so today we're going to talk about something uh, fun, and um, we're going to use uh, Daphne's personal expertise, because I wanted to talk about some boutique fitness classes. So anything you read about the fitness industry, or even just like looking around with your eyeballs, um, boutique fitness classes is totally the way the industry is going. There are still gyms and stuff, but even the gyms are trying to make themselves more like boutique fitness experiences. And when I talk about boutique fitness, I'm talking about usually like standalone studios that do a specific thing. And maybe they have like specific equipment or maybe it's like a specific energy or like vibe, but they're basically um, offering like a smaller, more specific type of exercise. It's usually a class, so it's usually led by an instructor. Um, and, uh, and they're popping up everywhere. Um, and so I wanted to talk about what some of the most popular studios are, because they have, some have more descriptive names than others. <laughs> um, and so what, they, what you actually do when you go there, um, why you might like them, or like what might be interesting about them, um, how much they cost, and what to do to make them cost less. <laughs> because the main thing, I will say, the main thing I discovered when I was doing this research is that New York is the most expensive place to exercise in the <laughs> country. Because any of these places that have classes, New York and other places, it's like way cheaper other places. So I will start by saying, um, when I looked up like the price for a single class, um, I looked at it for the place nearest to my apartment, just so that it would be like somewhat standardized. But if you live not in New York, chances are that the prices are going to be much lower. Yeah, especially so, with the the companies we're talking about specifically, which are nationwide, mm -hmm. um, the rates for the most part will be slightly adjusted based off of location. So if you're not in New York, don't get freaked out by my New York price quotes. <laughs> Look for yourself. Um, if you are in New York, sorry, this is our reality. This is what we get for living in the Big Apple. In the best city in, <laughs> in the, the world. In the greatest city in the world. Um, uh, and also, I wanted to say, full disclosure, uh, Daphne has taken classes at all these places. She also knows people who work at, like, every yeah. one of these studios. <laughs> so we cannot pretend that this is, like, an unbiased... Uh, yeah. Uh, view. I think, if anything, this will be a really great discussion on the boutique fitness industry in general, mm -hmm. how to navigate it, how to experience it if you're feeling a little intimidated, and also on just what the type of workout is, mm -hmm. and that way if you are interested, you can go into it maybe feeling a little less 
maybe a little less intimidated, maybe mm-hmm. make it seem a little less daunting, especially like we might talk about some of the, like we'll talk about like the reformer classes. People are like, what is a reformer? <laughs> it's you know, it's scary. like, well, I guinea pigged myself, so you don't have to. Right. <laughs> um, you don't, do you work for any of the places we're going to talk um, about? I do not. Cool. No. So, yes. That's good to know. That, so, yeah. she's biased, but not being paid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. So the first, I, I tried to put these in categories um, based on my impression of the like kind of mm-hmm. thing it is. So the first ones um, that I wanted to talk about um, are um, bar classes. And some of the biggest brands, or two of the biggest brands include Pure Bar. They're like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and Physique 57, which I think... Um, they're in a bunch of cities, but, like, specifically, like, fancy cities. It's, like, New York, <laughs> Dubai, um, like, places that you, like, shout out in a rap song. <laughs> um, so that may be slightly less accessible. Places that you shout out in a rap song. <laughs> I love that. Um, so um, let's talk bar classes. Okay. So bar classes. So the studios we're going to talk about are Pure Bar, Physique 57, and then also I will throw in Flywheel has Fly Bar, mm. which is their version of uh, a boutique bar studio, and it's within a it's within a Flywheel, I guess, facility in which mm-hmm. the spin studio is in one area, and then the bar studio is in another. So, um, I really like bar classes. It's based on the idea of like a ballet bar, right? So, there is a ballet bar. I initially thought bar classes were dance-based classes in which you did things that you and I may have done in dance class, like plies and releves or calf raises and like dance type. I essentially thought it would be a ballet class with dumbbells. Uh-huh. I was wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. It's a method I did not know or experience or and moves that I have never done before and Yes, there is a bar, uh, but you're not on it the whole time. So um, here are my thoughts on the studios, Pure Bar, Physique 57, and um, Fly Fly Bar. I like bar classes. I think that they're fun, and I know I have totally said in previous episodes, like way back in the day, probably before I've experienced these places, is that, um, oh, you know, you you need to lift heavy things. You do need to lift heavy things. And yes, there are the options of like two or three pound dumbbells in these classes. They also have like eight eight pound dumbbells that you can use. And then yes, you do maybe an exercise for what seems like forever until you burn out that muscle group and then you move on to the next exercise versus like circuit training, like what we do. And yes, it is small things. And yes, you sweat, but you're not jumping around. And yeah, you are on the mat. Yes, you are standing at the bar. You're doing weird plie things that are not traditional plies. And um, and you're like pulsing your butt and lifting things and squeezing things. And it's all kind of crazy and intense. And there were some moments where I was just like grimacing through my face. <laughs> um, in my personal opinion, I love uh, Physique 57 and Fly Bar the most. I thought that they were a little bit more challenging. Um, and I, I will just, full disclosure, I've only been to one Pure Bar class. And I just thought it was a little easier. Um, and I think they do have levels now, I, yeah. at least, so you yeah. can always adjust around. There are levels, yes. Um, but there have been times in Physique 57 and Fly Bar in which I thought I was going to cry. Because <laughs> So here's why I like it. So if it. you're into that. <laughs> if you're into that. Here's why I like these classes. Um, okay, boutique fitness, amazing studio spaces, gorgeous amenities, high-quality shampoos and conditioners, <laughs> showers, um, essentially it's a luxury feel and uh, with 
these classes, um, the two that I'm talking about, so physique and fly bar, uh, what I invite people to, to kind of open up their minds to is I think doing a broad variety of things is good. I think that you should always try new things. Um, I'm going to totally admit that a long time ago, I totally knocked on bar, especially when I was um, just starting my hit it high intensity interval training stuff. And I thought to myself, oh, that doesn't do anything. You're just like pulsing and lifting and squeezing. And, um, you know, you need to do like burpees and jump squats. You can have it all. And um, (laughs) these classes have totally kicked my butt. And they market themselves as very like toning and sculpting. And I invite people to try them, maybe kind of lift it away from uh, thinking, oh, this is just going to like tone and shape and sculpt my body. Think about it this way. The great thing about these classes is I feel like personally, they take care of a lot of exercises that I neglect to do on my own. Mm. So like the planks, bird doggy type things when you're on all fours, doing butt exercises that are specifically firing up my glutes, um, inner thigh work that I just never get around to, uh, some upper body moves that I just don't really do, the core work that sometimes just gets neglected because I would rather be running or I'd rather be doing burpees, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I hate planks, you know, <laughs> but, and, and then you're like, oh, okay, well then I can get to help people at home. are like, but if you don't like it, you know, don't do it because that's what you always say. I do kind of like planks. It's just not my favorite. Like having done them. Yeah, yeah. So I love these classes because I feel like um, I've also had some hip issues, and they've totally, like, healed the hip issues. Hmm. So creating strength and power in the smaller intrinsic muscles, and that is my take on bar. Awesome. Um, So when I looked up prices for these classes at the studios nearest to my house, um, for a single class... Um, it was 36 at Pure Bar and 38 at Physique 57. I didn't look at Fly Bar, but I'm guessing it's similar. Um, and then, um, obviously, the prices go down the more classes you buy at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that seems to be the range in New York for single, like, one-off boutique classes. Like, the lowest I saw was 32 um, and the highest was 38. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying, like, one class that's what you can expect to be paying in New York. Yeah. So like it would not have taken very many of these classes to add up to what I was paying for my gym membership. Uh-huh. Um, so like what you were saying about it being a luxury experience, like this is a luxury experience. Yeah. And um, we are not in any way implying that everyone needs to be spending this much money on exercise. Um, that being said, I think for some people that's part of the appeal is that like it is a luxury experience it feels like an event to go there. They like being in that kind of space. It makes them feel good. So, like, if that appeals to you, yeah, then... And that's why I go. Yeah. Like, that's why I go. Right. You know? And, frankly, it's why I don't go. And yeah. that both of those things are okay. And, you know, when I used to teach HIIT classes at, like, a dirty dance rental studio space <laughs> with dust bunnies and pianos and, like, people tap dancing in the hallways, mm-hmm. I totally get why people didn't come back. <laughs> Like, if I were Mm paying to take a class, would I take the class to work out with me? Yes. Would I ever go back to that studio space ever again? No. So I appreciate the loyalty of, like, you know, (laughs) the people. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, people are paying for the experience. I am just going to just blanket statement this. Of course. 
course you can work yourself out just as hard, if not harder, for sure. And people will oftentimes argue, well, a group fitness class is going to like motivate me to work harder than I would on my own. That's true too. Mm -hmm. Like that is totally true. Like there are some classes in which there are things like I just said, I would never do on my own at home. And I love being motivated by an instructor. There is something to be said about attending a class in which for the 45 minutes or 60 minutes the class is happening, you have an instructor who is just guiding you and motivating you and you get to just kind of turn your brain off and you just go. And then sometimes that ruins people. Like I know for me personally now, I have a hard time working out on my own because I've been loving the classes lately. Yeah. So um, I I think think that, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think that it's right. And it's exactly what you said. Like we're not saying you should take these classes. And I do agree. I think it's more about the overall experience. I know from start to finish, um, entering a studio space that is clean and beautiful and there's a nice receptionist and there's lockers that you don't need to bring a locker to, you know, or a lock. lock, There are lockers that you don't need to bring a lock to. You know, there's a big bowl of apples. There's purified water, um, amenities, towels, hairbands, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, things in the locker room. There is something so amazing about just going somewhere with just yourself and knowing everything is already there. I also think that our, this day and age, um, millennials, us being in the millennial range, like we're very experience driven. It's not so much about Millennials love experiences. Millennials love experiences and we love workout classes. We, uh, another thing too, and I think this will be, we'll talk about this at the end, community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Community. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of these, um, studios, uh, they try to sell you on the idea that like the answer to your problems is to like fully invest in their thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think what you were saying about like with bar classes being a good way to like get in the stuff that you don't do otherwise. Um, I would guess that both of us would suggest that if you do boutique classes like this, that you use it as like part of your delicious breakfast, not Mm -hmm. as your entire meal Yeah. because you don't want to be doing one kind of workout all the time. Yeah. And the studios are not going to tell you that because of course course they want you working out there as much as possible. I will tell you this as an insider, like with Hit It, and I do not own a physical studio space, Mm -hmm. but I consider myself in the boutique fitness world, even though I do not have my own studio space. Um, yeah, I fully am like, yeah, yeah, come four days a week. This is all you need. And granted, with Hit It, I'm just going to say, like, I do make sure in my workout I do all the corrective. Like, we do a lot of planks in Hit It. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing them because I'm teaching. <laughs> but, um, you know, people are going to, of course, try to make you feel like it's a one-stop shop. And when we start to talk about spinning, I'll really explain why you can't just do the same type of physical right. activity all the time. But probably don't feel like in order to make it worth it, you have to like fully commit to just one place. In fact, it's probably most useful to you as, like I said, part of this delicious breakfast. Exactly. Um, so this this next one um, is mostly on the East Coast, but I've been seeing and hearing more about it, so I wanted to bring it up, which is SLT, yeah. which stands for Strength and Length and Tone. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's not the most like buzzy, buzzy um, name. You know, I don't know what is. Is this so, Pilates-y? So it is on a piece of machinery called the mega former. Whoa. Yeah, so a lot of Pilates classes now, um, I would say this falls into the Pilates category. There are a lot of studios like this throughout the world. Um, I know here in New York we have a place called Brooklyn Body Burn. In San Francisco it's Core 40. There are times throughout the entire, all of the nation, mega formers. What is a mega former, you ask? It is a big contraption of a crazy machine 
Um, I wish my friend Melissa was here. So she works, she's an instructor at SLT. She could probably explain better what it is, a, a little bit better than I can, what exactly it is. But in my mind, it is this huge thing that you are on and you're sliding on it and it, and you're going from one side to the next and you're doing abs and then planks and then you're pulsing on it. It's, it's just like crazy amazingness. And I've taken a few, um, SLT classes and it's foreign in my body and it feels strange and hard and uncomfortable and uncomfortable in a good way and I feel super awkward and out of place on these mega formers and but the human brain's an amazing thing you just get better at things over time right so that's another thing I think with all these boutique fitness classes um the human brain and the human body, it takes a while for it to figure stuff out, you know, and you get better at it. You mm-hmm. do. Your brain figures it out. It's and like, that's also a good thing. Like you have said that like, um, if you're sort of at a plateau, one of the best things you can do is take a new type oh of God, class yeah. because, and, um, you want to be making your brain and body work harder at something new that like helps push you to the next level. Yeah. And mental plateaus, mental yeah. blocks. Like if you've been it's hard to be bored thing, when you're like, what is this oh thing? God. Totally. Like if you've just been running the same two mile loop outside of your house for the last like eight years, it's going to change your life <laughs> on, a, on physical levels. Yes. Yeah, so also mental and emotional and spiritual. So mega formers, they're really fun. They're a little scary looking. They intimidated me, still intimidate me. I say you give it a shot. If you have a great instructor who's nice and friendly and will talk you through everything, you have nothing to worry about. Is it mostly strength stuff? Yeah, mostly strength stuff. You are sweating. You're definitely, your heart rate is up. Um, And it is a lot of also smaller intrinsic muscles, but also bigger muscles, I think. Uh, No, I'm not going to say. I would say still definitely a lot of intrinsic muscles, tons of core tons of glutes, legs, abs, upper body. It is a total body workout. There's no like jumping though. Cool. Yeah. Cause you're on the mega former. Right. So zero impact. I would say the, the beauty of pure, uh, the beauty of bar classes and the beauty of the mega former classes is they market themselves as low to zero impact, no jumping because they want to protect the joints, which I totally respect and understand. Um, that being said, I do have to stress that I've said this before in previous episodes, impact is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And things like jump squats and burpees and jumping and high knees, that's actually very good for us as well. Cool. Well, this next category, I think uh, in some ways like kicked off the boutique fitness yeah. trend, which is um, spinning. And the, the um, uh, studios that I thought of were SoulCycle, which is everywhere, Flywheel, which is everywhere, Swerve, which I think might just be here, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure there are a bunch of others yeah. also, but um, Spinning. Spin Studios. The spin, the spin Studio. The Spin Studio, I think, is really what kicked off the boutique fitness craze. I think it's really what kicked off the boutique fitness trend. Um, I mean, group fitness has existed for decades. Yeah. Aerobics classes have existed since the early 80s. You go to your gym, you do your aerobics class. Classes have existed. I remember watching my mom's YMCA aerobics class when I was a kid. Yeah, totally. Classes have existed for a long time, but this is really the start of a new thing in which you're right. It's like the standalone. I would say SoulCycle is probably the class that made it really put boutique fitness on the map in which they were creating a community environment. I read an article very recently about how... Um, you know, you have in a soul cycle class, you've got the instructor at the front, there are candles all around 
people like looking at the instructor who's giving a sermon essentially and they were saying that essentially it's become church like um, that's why people seen, are going you have know? you seen the Kimmy Schmidt episode that makes fun of Soul Cycle? was it in the first season or was it I think it? it was the first season yeah I feel like I have that um, basically like calls season. it a cult but it's yeah, very funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then people say that all the time I think people say that about a lot of things that just gain especially fitness classes that gain like a big following is mm-hmm. it, it's like yeah it's like a cult and and I totally, like, respect that. You know, do I feel like SoulCycle, in my opinion, has been the best workout? Not necessarily. Um, I have spin studios that I prefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what make what might make them different from each other. So sp- if you haven't been to a spin class, it's basically, like, stationary bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an instructor telling you, like, how um, to turn the res- – like, when to turn the resistance higher or lower so that yeah. you're, like, and sort of uh, – and like what position to be like standing or sitting in on the bike so you're sort of imitating what it would be like riding outside where yeah. you're like going up a hill or like you know climbing or yeah. going down a hill or just mm-hmm. like going on a flat road so yeah. that's like the basic yeah. thing that's happening yeah and then set in an environment with really great music really great lighting beautiful studio space like that's essentially a spin class mm-hmm. i feel like they last from 45 to 60 minutes and i think cycling is awesome like I liked I liked bicycling as a kid. I think it's a great workout. Stationary bikes have existed forever. I actually, in my mind, I feel like cycling is a functional movement. I feel like humans have been doing that long enough that it is actually like a real thing, mm-hmm. right? Right? Like running, walking, and bicycling. I think that those are great forms of movement for the body. So, in terms of a spin experience, um, I think Soul Cycle has actually kind of gotten kind of like made fun of almost for its like cult like following and um I think okay so people have almost created this image of soul cycle as being exclusive and not welcoming and I have only had I also think it's like when you go into an experience what you are kind of expecting and putting out there I feel like if you walk into a boutique fitness studio and already you go in with the lens of separateness, then you're going to feel it. But if you just let go of that lens of separateness and so I have had, and you're just like, whatever, like this is me, this is you, what, we're right. all the same. We're all one and the same. I personally have never had a negative experience there. So, um, but that being said, I've had more fun experiences at some other spin studios. Yeah. What did you like so, about those in particular? So, um, I love Swerve and Flywheel. Like, I really love Swerve and Flywheel. And what I liked about those experiences is I felt like there was a little bit more focus on form and technique Mm. and maybe a little bit more on the safety. Yeah. I'll just, like, throw... I'll just leave that there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I will say, you know, a lot of people have created spin studios that... where they say what they are not. So they say we are not the exclusive... Yeah, you know, um, we are not, you know, judgy. Or I think, and like, I think, and I think that's a little yeah. dangerous too sometimes, to be yeah. honest with you, because well, then I think that that's not necessarily the best marketing, but I think that's a separate conversation. I think that with these studios, like, the openness and inclusivity of it, they should just say, like, you, like this is the, this is what we're all about. Versus, like, what we're not about. Anyways, that being said, so Swerve and Flywheel, I think that they do a really good job of just being like, this is for everyone. It's about all about teens. 
Right. So, oh, that's something I was going to say, is that some spin studios, it's like individuals com- like competing against each other. Yeah. And then some studios have seemed to make a specific choice where like you sort of ride in a team yeah. with your like section of other bikers. Right. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. So if that's Which fun is really for you. Fun. Yeah. Which is really fun. And then like, this is just like purely on a personal level. I just like really like the lighting at Swerve. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's little things like that. Um, and I have friends who work at Flywheel. Of course. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I like taking their classes. Um, well, that brings I up will... something that's important, which is... Instructors. Instructor matters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I wish kind of wasn't the case, but it is <laughs> for myself personally. Totally. And... Um, I've taken spin classes I thought were garbage. Yeah. And uh, I've taken spin classes where I went back every week, because, and it was yeah. entirely because of the instructor. Yeah. So, real fast, can we talk about Soul Cycle and pop culture? Sure. Did you see the movie I Feel Pretty? No, but I know the scene you mean. Actually, my it's friend so Mandy funny. is in that scene. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, first of all, I think that movie is hysterical. Uh-huh. I think it's great, too. I think it's, it's Amy a Schumer real, movie. Amy Schumer movie. I think it's really important. I think it was a really good movie um, and really relevant. And I think that it is really funny how Soul Cycle in pop culture. Whenever there is a movie or a TV show with a spin class in it, it's always Soul Cycle. So in the movie, Amy Schumer has a very negative experience at Soul Cycle. But it was Soul Cycle who was in on the joke. Yeah. That's what I appreciate. Like I think they were poking fun at themselves. Because I actually feel like the seriousness of Soul Cycle has actually lessened as the years yeah. have progressed. And it's like the company's what gone public, right? Like so I think that uh, and, and then in the scene, like, t- they're terrible to Amy Schumer. They are so mean to her. And uh, she falls off of her bike. She rips her leggings. And, of course, she bumps into Emily Ratajkowski in the, <laughs> you know, in the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. And then walks out of there with her, with a big hole in her leggings. Right. After falling off of a spin bike in which everyone, in a space where everyone was really mean to her. I think that what I want to say is that there has been a... It's like like this lens of like certain boutique fitness experiences are only for a certain type of person, mm-hmm. and I pr- I just based off of what I've been experiencing in the industry as of late, like that's lifting. Yeah, it's totally lifting, which is really awesome, which I appreciate. I think that a lot of instructors are a big part of this movement um, as we enter this space of just inclusivity and body positivity, and everyone is welcome. Which is really cool. Also, um, businesses aren't dumb. The more people they can sell their class to, the more money they make. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to expand across the country, you can't be about like only letting in the 1% because mm-hmm. then you only have 1% of people to sell yeah. your product to. So spin as a workout, I think it's great. Do I think you should spin all the time and as your only form of exercise? No. <laughs> it's primarily cardio, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all cardio and yeah, they'll throw in maybe some arms here and there. I think spinning is great. Of course, you're going to get your heart rate up super high when you spin. Um, spinning for me, I know I've mentioned this to you before in previous episodes, you know, me coming from a running background, spinning is really hard because I've been running my whole life. It's just a different set of muscle groups. And um, I always am drenched in sweat and it's always a great cardio workout. Do you want to spin all the time? No, because when you do the same thing over and over and over again, your body is going to develop imbalances. And so specifically with spin all the time, and then there will be people who will tell you, especially at the studios, like, this should be your only, this is, this is your home. This is your only mm-hmm. workout. You, you can't buy into that, but this is not with just spin. This is across the board example with spin. Hip flexors are going to get tight. Lower back is going to get a little weak. Upper back is going to get stretched, stretched out. 
chest is going to get tight. Imagine yourself hunched over on a bike. And yes, right. of course, you're, you have good posture on your bike. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still on a spin bike. So you make just sure, don't want to do the same thing all the time. Make sure you stretch when you're done and just do some corrective restorative exercises as well. And you are good to go. Awesome. Um, so then the next, I have a few sort of one-offs um, that uh, I didn't put in categories, but I think are common enough or I've heard enough about them that I thought they were worth addressing quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think this is just in NYC, but um, Mile High Run Club. Yeah. That's basically so, like a treadmill running class, yeah. right? So this is the, I think that the next phase of group fitness is going into treadmill running classes and then also rowing classes. Mm. So essentially taking a modality or a piece of equipment and um, creating an entire workout based around it. The logic behind Mile High Run Club is when we are, when we dive into running, we just hop on a treadmill and that's it, or we just run outside and that's it. We don't necessarily know anything about form, technique, speed, gait, stride, unless you, of course, have worked with me as a running coach now. <laughs> but um, creating these classes that are akin to the spin class in the sense that it's a gorgeous studio, huge studio. You, when you register, you pick what treadmill, you know, you already have your number, you know what treadmill you're going on, and you have an instructor who's leading a really intense cardio class in which you stay on your machine the majority of the time. And they lead you through the hills, and then the sprints, and the intervals, and the recovery, and you follow along, and it's, it is a really awesome treadmill workout in the sense that uh, if one were to maybe be on a treadmill themselves, they might not necessarily have the energy of the group around them or the instructor motivating them or the knowledge of knowing what types of intervals and hills and sprints to do. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And I think that that is, once again, an overall reflection of the boutique fitness industry as a whole is that when you are surrounded by a group of people, there is something that happens where you get out of your head, your energy levels are higher, and you are kind of physically expending a little bit more energy than if you were doing things on your own. With Mile High Run Club, they have different types of classes. So they have something called Dash 28, like run 45 so um the classes like dash 28 you're on the treadmill for the full 20 28 minutes and then there's a whole floor and ab portion and upper body portion you get off the treadmill and you with the kettlebell doing abs and arms and legs very cool combination of two things and then there is that just endurance class of the full 45 minutes on the tread and i in my opinion i think that and i have a strong passion for running like you know I've loved running for a really long time I think it's really great out there that people are starting to have access to run coaches Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that is a hard thing that's a thing that's hard to get in even like gyms don't really offer that sort of thing for running usually Mm -hmm. um so that's a cool way to get that in in like in a way that's not as expensive as exactly. having like a personal trainer just for running. Another thing too, the ar- the argument could be said of, well, I could just do that on my own at home. I could do that on my own treadmill in my basement gym, or I could do that at my own gym. Once again, boutique fitness, it's an experience-based generation. You are going and you are paying for the experience, the amenities, um, the fun of it, and, and a group fitness is fun. Like I think these studios are very fun. And um, I think that if you value, or, or I think that of course you can get just as good of a workout on your own, but if you do want, if you appreciate that the circumstances surrounding this studio type experience, like that's totally cool too. Yeah. You know? Um, what about Barry's Boot Camp? Oh, Barry's Boot Camp. So this I'm one is all put, over. Yeah, so Barry's Boot Camp is everywhere. 
I'm going to put Barry's Boot Camp and Orange Theory in the same category. Right. Okay. So Barry's Boot Camp and Orange Theory, two major studios. I would say probably right now both are the two, in addition to Soul Cycle, two of the biggest studios globally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you and I, we live in New York. It's very saturated here. We have every boutique fitness studio under the sun here in New York in, like, one neighborhood. <laughs> no, they're in, like, all the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. but certain neighborhoods have more boutique fitness. And I have to remember that there are so many other cities across the globe in which it's not a whole saturated boutique fitness industry like thing and oh yeah orange theory might be the only boutique fitness studio they have there and it's big and barry barry's boot camp or soul cycle might be the only thing there and then people get into it and i can see why it's the only thing there um i really like barry's boot camp and i really like orange theory i think that both of them are similar in the sense that there's a treadmill portion and then there is a floor portion and then um and then with orange theory there's a row portion and the format of every class is different. Maybe maybe you're only on the treadmills once, or, or it'll be divided. Some people will be on the treadmill. Some people will be on the floor if it's a full class. And then people will switch, and the instructor is guiding you through everything the entire time. The cool thing about Orange Theory is Orange Theory actually has, when you are doing the circuit training on the floor, videos or TV screens of a anime. I think it's a real person but just doing the exercise over and over and over again. So after the instructor has cued you and maybe they are helping the treadmill people and say every, the workout has started, you actually have a visual reference of what it is you're supposed to be doing. That's cool. I think these workouts are fun. I think that they are um, a mix of cardio and strength in the sense that these studios existed before the treadmill studios existed and these studios were already diving into this world of treadmill training. Um, and once again, like, I think that a, it would be disingenuous for me to not address, I guess, the st- stigma, maybe, mm-hmm. of, like, Barry's Boot Camp. And I'll, I'll, like, lump in Soul Cycle with this. I think that, once again, Barry's Boot Camp, also kind of in on the joke, like, they know. Um, I guess in the world of, of fitness, it's, and you know I, I hate this because I do not, ever want to place value on a certain type of body Mm -hmm. in the world of fitness they they use the term aspirational sure so um in the world of fitness um there is a word that's it's just called the aspirational body and um this is a whole big issue in itself and yeah and then there are some studios that are like we need more like real quote unquote real looking people and i'm like okay this is anywho bigger bigger conversation at a separate time but so the thing with um i think some of these studios is they've been intimidating because i think people think that um you can't even start going there if you're not super fit exactly like i can't go to this studio if i am not in shape and or or i don't belong here Mm -hmm. or i do this is not my type of environment or if i go here i will be judged i will not be thin enough fit enough pretty enough attractive enough i'm not rich enough whatever Mm -hmm. um and to which i say i think that these main companies have actually been starting to try to like lift that off a little bit i really do think that they've been trying intentionally Mm -hmm. to do that i've had some conversations with a director of programming at Barry's Boot Camp, and that's actually something that they're actively working on, mm-hmm. is making it so that people feel like they are not intimidated going into it. 
And I will just say this. I think my HIDA class is harder than Barry's Boot Camp in Orange Theory. And so the people who come and take my HIDA class, granted I started off with an environment of, you know, inclusivity. Um, I know the people who take my class would be fine at friggin' Barry's Boot Camp. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough, but like, you know. But so are you. But it's not <laughs> hit it, <laughs> you know, and it's mm-hmm. tough, but they're intimidated because of the types of people there and the overall vibe. Yeah. And, um, but I know they'd be fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, I think that it's, um, important, like if to give it a shot, like be brave, go into a, a boutique fitness experience that maybe may have inti- may intimidate you and then also enter it letting go of the lens of separateness and also knowing you just you deserve to be there too like you deserve to be there just as much as every other person in the room and um, they might all be feeling the exact same thing as you that being said I've, I personally have always had a really positive experience at Barry's boot camp everyone's always been really nice and I have had a lot of fun doing those workouts um, Orange Theory feels very inclusive to me, mm-hmm. but yeah. And the, the other so, thing I would say is that being said, if you try out a place and you do not feel yeah, welcome, yeah, don't, don't go, go back. back. Yeah, don't go back. Exactly. You don't need to. There's yeah. too many other, too many better ways to spend your time and money. Totally, totally. Like the, it's if if an experience happens, and I think this is just a life thing as well. If an experience happens and someone really does not make you feel good and if they are just like outright mean to you and this is just in general like in life if something happens not just in fitness so uh, this is what I offer people it had nothing to do with you from the start yeah it's their own stuff that they are projecting onto you and anytime anyone has a judgment of someone else it's always a reflection of their own stuff that they're dealing with on the inside in regards to themselves so if they project that onto you that's when you say, like, this is nothing to do with me. That's all your crap, and you move <laughs> on, right? Totally. Yeah. So that being said, the workouts, um, yeah, part treadmill, part floor, orange theory, part rowing, and all total body, and I would say experiential in the sense of, of course, like, amenities, um, good music, and, yes, uh, good instructors. Um, the last one I wanted to talk about is core power yoga because yeah. they're also everywhere and it's the only um, yoga one I had on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there tend to be, I mean, yoga has been studio based for a long time. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, yeah. I think uh, core power is one of the big like chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the deal with So that's that? actually really great. Um, so talking about like the yoga industry. Yeah, yoga definitely was its own thing first. Yes, yoga has been in gyms, but yes, you're right. Yoga has actually, I think, been the first thing that entered its own studio space first. The the standalone studio, I think that's Mm -hmm. existed for a really long time. I think it's actually pretty recently that it entered the luxury space. So um, in addition to core power yoga, there's yoga works, and then there's um, pure yoga, and these are also nationwide brands. And all different price points and all different appearances and aesthetics in terms of the interior. And so here's my take on a boutique yoga. Once again, like if it feels intimidating, don't go for the most part. Everyone is like pretty friendly. I literally went to core power yoga yesterday and it was like the nicest human greeting me. And she was also the instructor. So, um, I think that with the boutique yoga industry, 
I, I think it's here to stay. That's for <laughs> sure. But I also feel like that also has had a stigma around it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the stigma is starting to lift a little bit in terms of it being for a certain type of person, like rich white women. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's the case anymore, um, which is good. I've been starting to see a big shift in that as well. I also feel like with boutique yoga, a lot of people seem to be arguing that then they switch the classes and it's not traditional yoga. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden it's like yoga fusion, yoga sculpt, to which I say, if you're a yoga purist and if you are a traditional and if you don't feel like that is true yoga, you don't have to go to those studios. I think these studios are really good to go to if you're still looking for community environment a boutique fitness feel and if you are looking for just a good 45 60 minute some yoga maybe some sculpting maybe some strength depending on whatever the class is and um and also being a part of yeah like being a part of that community so Mm -hmm. that's my take on that cool um well in terms of how to um, make these classes more affordable. Mm, Um, Obviously, if you're buying like a class pack for any of these studios, it's gonna be cheaper per class than if you're paying for single classes. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of these studios have like a membership system where you pay per month and then either get unlimited classes or a certain number of classes. Um, uh, At least a couple of these places do a free first class or like a discount for like newbies. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely look and see um, at least for your first couple classes because often yeah. it'll be like 50% off. Yeah, or some of them do a free week. Yeah. Like your first week is free, first class is free. Um, some studios will do two classes for the price of one. I think every single one of these does something for your initial yeah. class. So. so, which is good. That's mm-hmm. how they get you in the door, you right. know? Um, but. I think it's totally possible based on any budget. I, I, I really believe that it's, um, there's, a, there's always a way to make it work. And if there's an experience that you desire and if there's a studio that you really like, there's a way to make it work. ClassPass is really great. I was going to say um, ClassPass is more, uh, I'm not sure which of these things are and are not on ClassPass, but take a look. If you haven't um, checked out ClassPass, basically you like, you pay ClassPass and then you sign up for classes through them. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good way to sort of like um, uh, build your workout from several different places yeah. instead of just being all in at one and studio. And why I really appreciate class passes because you do get the option to try different types of workouts. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, and the majority of these are, some are not. Um, I know Orange Theory is not, Core Power is not, and Pure Bar is not, Soul Cycle is not. Um, Flywheel is, uh, the majority of these are on ClassPass. Check your local listings. Check your local listings. And I think that ClassPass is really great. I also think that if you do find um, a studio that you really love, and if you love the vibe there, and if you really love the people there, uh, I think um, viewing it more of like an investment, not an expense, is like a, a good mindset to go into it with. And Spoken like a true boutique fitness instructor. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a very quotable thing. It was. That I, yeah, that I felt was internal. And it can still be true. But, yeah. It can be funny and but, still be true. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, I think ClassPass is really great. And then I also think that, well, and I'll, I'll like, at Physique 57, they offered, like, an eight-class pack for 
like peanuts the other day and what, oh yeah sometimes you can like, get like special deals, deals. yeah mm-hmm. looking out for the deals um just like you know sign up for their mailing list mm-hmm. and follow them on instagram yeah follow them on instagram just make sure you're in the know and then this is what people do when i do a hit it promotion they'll like stock up and they'll buy 20 classes they'll buy like two packages of 10 if i do like flash sale you know 24 mm-hmm. hours get 30 bucks off of your hit it 10 pack People will literally buy 20 sessions, like, right then and there off of their phone. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, I think that stocking up on classes is, like, totally fine, Mm -hmm. you know, because then, like, there is a lot of value in that. Just make sure you know what the rules are, because sometimes you'll buy a pack and it's like, you must use it within 30 days. So then I will give you a little bit of insider information. (gasps) You know, just giving them a call and being like, oh, my God, I was on vacation for, like, two and a half weeks and, like, work was a little crazy. Is it possible to extend my expiration date? They'll do it. Ah, it takes nice. four seconds. You just go into, because I have, I have had to do this for <laughs> 18,000 people. Not that I mind. Right. Um, well, I mean, expiration dates exist for a reason. They want you to go finish those classes course, and, and then buy go buy classes. more. Yeah, obviously. That's what I wanted, right? But you're saying there's but some wiggle room. There's wiggle room. Yeah, unless someone is adamant about it. And if that's the case, maybe you don't. But I can tell you this much. I have had stuff expire for a lot of these places, and I've just <laughs> given them a little call. I've just explained your made-up situation. So <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, I feel like um, this is a great sort of overview of some of the stuff that's out there for boutique classes. Um, if you're interested, you can check it out. Let us know your experience. I'm yeah. super interested. Maybe um, maybe I'll try something. Yeah, I we'll think see. that like my overall thing is okay. Yes, the instructor. Um, you know, when you find an instructor who you connect with, um, great, take their classes. And if they have a sub, don't hate their sub right away. Yeah, right. Like that's something that I've totally, you know, like when people they want to train with me and then it's a sub and everyone's pissed after that. And I just want to say, you know, give everyone a chance. Yeah, that right? might be like, how you meet your new favorite instructor. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of pressure, like, when it feels so instructor-dependent all the time. But so, you know, the big thing with boutique fitness is um, what I want, like, a big kind of takeaway to be is it's for everybody. It is for everybody. And uh, there has been a stigma for a long time that – it is for a certain type of person who looks a certain way, who makes a certain amount of money, and who is in a certain amount of like physical shape. And I, I firmly believe that that's being lifted just based off of my experiences the last few years. And I really feel like a lot of people are just getting really smart and they know that the industry is actually not going in that, that direction and the industry is actually moving in the direction of inclusivity. Um, humans are nice (laughs) for the most part you know and if anyone is like makes you feel uncomfortable that's just know that that's on them and then you tell the manager unless it's the manager and then if it's the manager you call corporate Um, but um, the chain yeah I think that for the sake of varying your workouts having really awesome experiences um and uh, and being amongst other people and having a community feel, I feel like these are some good places to go for that. Awesome. Thanks, Daphne. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. 
We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. because of the instructor. Yeah. Attention, it's, please. Attention, please. Disregard all, all strobe lights, alarms. Disregard all calls. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Phew. Okay. So, um, yes. Uh, attention, the ins- attention. Attention, attention. Please disregard all alarms, strobes. This is just a test. At least we didn't hear the actual alarm. I know. You know? <laughs> Like, I would really love to disregard you right now. Yeah. I think we're good. Okay, yeah.